Hey, uh, so just a special note before we begin this week's episode, you might have noticed that we already released this episode, but we didn't release the whole episode to the whole listening population. <laughs> it was a, it was, As a, we did now. Uh, it was a paywalled app, a uh, <clears throat> Patreon only show. Yeah, because we ask for donations on the show you might have heard before, and then we put some episodes you behind the wall. You might have noticed that we ask we, every episode we for ask donations. For that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's mm, yeah, maybe you noticed. Um, anyway, so we're putting <laughs> this one out. <laughs> The, uh, Sorry, I'm making fun of you. You made fun of me in front yeah. of everyone. Yeah. So now I'm upset. <laughs> but what we're not upset about is that the <laughs> just, uh, using, <laughs> just inverting whatever was last said. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm super depressed. Something I'm not super depressed about is I wanted to change subjects to. Um, uh, so something that we're not upset about is how the patrons themselves in the patron only Facebook group decided that they wanted to release this episode to y'all. And mm -hmm. we are nothing if not the servants of the patrons. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it. They asked yeah, us to. We were happy to share. I mean, I, yeah. I like the, the, I like sharing. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. And our, our patrons brought out the best in us. They're some of the most beautiful geniuses I've ever seen. Yeah. And if you wanted to participate in discussions like that of benevolence, uh, you're you're invited <laughs> to uh, to join the group of people who uh, give us money. We really like that. It's amazing. Also, we do promise a thirty percent increase in genius and a twenty nine percent increase in beauty. So. That's it's a scientific good promise for six bucks, six bucks a month. That pledge has been evaluated by the FDA and they gave it the <laughs> thumbs up. We're allowed to put that on the label. That's 100% verified FDA, the whole shebang. Everyone agrees, medically speaking. Yeah, the FDA was so enthusiastic about it that they agreed to evaluate something being sold from Canada for the first time ever, our podcast. So mm -hmm. how about that? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and uh, well, now here's the show. Let's on put in the, the show. <laughs> Let's put in the tape. Oh, yeah, let's get out the tape player. <laughs> the squeaky wheel tape player, of course. Okay, I just put the tape in there. We'll hit play on that. It's the last you hear of us. And plug in the speakers. Ado, oh, you forgot to plug in the speakers. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, there you go. And, and without further ado, us. Warning. This episode ain't for no freaking mooks. If you're a stinking no good mook, get out of here. This podcast isn't for you, mook. We don't take kindly to mooks around here. I am wrong. You are wrong. We are wrong. I am wrong. He is wrong. Now go to the Wrong Boys Newspaper Agency, where mild-mannered journalists Sean and Aaron are working tirelessly to bring to the residents of Wrongtown the big scoop. So excited for this scoop. Yeah, me too, man. Just scoop, man. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, we, we can have a spoon big enough for this scoop? And put it on a plate or what? Yeah, no spoon's big enough for this scoop, metaphorically speaking. It's such a scoop. Well, the scoops don't come for free, so, you know, we should uh, get back to work. Yeah, we shouldn't slack off and just bask too much. It's a big scoop, after all. The scoop's close, but if you don't deliver it in a way that's palatable to people, then they're not even going to eat the scoop. 
so still a lot of work to do. We got the scoop, but we still got to garnish it. We got to garnish it. Mm. We got to sell it to everyone at the restaurant. We got to make it the special. Yeah. We got to get everyone in this whole restaurant eating mouthfuls oh, of our scoop. Wait a second. Out, out the window. Is that what I think it is? It is. It's the virtue signal. Let's go to the virtue mobile. Virtue mobile. Do you want to hit the fire pole first? Should I hit the fire pole first? Oh, yeah. You can go first. Okay. That's cool. Let's go down. Get my costume. Oh, we're going to become the virtue boys. Okay, here I come. Wee! <laughs> uh, it's funny you still say we every time. I'm more stoic and just used to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't say it every time, but I'm bringing it back. <laughs> See, it feels like every time. I bet you it does. All right, just going to put on these uh, big big gloves. It's a big part of it. Yeah, it's part of the transformation from Sean and Aaron, mild-mannered reporters, to the Virtue Boys is our costume. Well, what we are, yeah, because yeah. we're kind of heroes. We're heroes in the city. Just yeah. put on this bandana over my eyes. Oh, eye holes aren't quite right. <laughs> like, you help me here for a second? I'm oh, yeah, sure, of course. Oh, oh there I'm you just are. Lined up. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, hi again. Thanks for the help. Are you doing a long cape or a short cape today? What oh, are you thinking? Yeah. How are you feeling? It's all about imagery, right? It's I, I, I've got to go short cape just for the mobility factor today. We need medium length capes, but I'm going to go with short today too. But don't think I'm just copying you. I, I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, I've always known you to copy me every now and then. All right. And are you going to drive? Should I drive? We got to... Uh, you can drive this time. I remember it actually used to really buggy when I said that you copied me, but it seems like you've really gotten over that you can take it. You can take a joke is what I'm uh, saying. It's still, no, it still really bugs me. Actually. Oh, it really bugs yeah. you? Well, yeah. You seem stoic about it it's, it makes me less likely to do it in the future mm. well yeah no, i'm just being honest it uh, it hurts every time oh well, i'm sorry i, I don't know it just kind of comes naturally to me but i guess it's kind of a bullying behavior maybe i should i'm sorry about that i'll try to kick it well it's very virtuous of you well, I would expect nothing less. Thank so. you. Well, I don't just put on the, the small cape for no reason. I'm a virtue boy. I'm a superhero here in Wrong Town with you. I don't need to tell you this. You're also a superhero here with me in Wrong Town. Yeah, I do, I do enjoy clarifying that with you, though. It's important to always <laughs> mention. <laughs> just so we're on the same page about what we are. We're superheroes, virtue boys in Wrong Town taking care of things, spreading virtue, fighting mooks. Absolutely. And I really do have to agree both with what you first said about getting on the same page and the virtue of that and the importance of that, mm -hmm. but then also what you went on to say about us being superheroes or the virtue boys. Yeah. Mild manners, Sean and Aaron are the journalists, but virtue boys are the heroes. The virtue signal comes in the sky. We have to spring into action. We're kind of heroes of the town and we fight mooks. Yeah. And this right now we're in the springing period. This is all part of the spring. Still going on we saw the signals the yeah. spring is happening now and we're on the way yeah action uh, action time to go time to time to take care of what needs to be taken care of you know it's funny in movies when you're driving like this to the location it seems like this really fast action scene but it's like yeah, it now we're kind of stuck in traffic we, we got time to chat it's not it too gives bad you, it gives you time to go over everything yeah keep it on the same page and make sure we're pointing in the same direction you know yeah move as yeah. one if i fly one way you fly the other way that's we can't actually fly because no know, that's actually not part of our heroes now yeah but our, our metaphorically are, yeah that, that would be bad we'd be in different directions so yeah i like i like the orientation metaphor the get pointing in the same direction thanks yeah hey no problem i mean sometimes you say stuff and i'm like hey that's a good way to put it so i know exactly what you're going through will the virtue boys get to their destination on time will they be able to get on the same page 
and who are they, where do they live, and what precisely are they? Find out later on Virtue Boys. So what percentage of the things that you say do you think you're only saying in order to make people think that you're virtuous? Huh. Uh, I, I don't know. There's like, I'm just, I'm trying to be fully honest and not at all ironic here. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rarely that I would say something for only one reason, you know, like for only right. just like boiling it down. Ultimately, what I was trying to do there is show that I'm virtuous. The The one thing I can sort of think of that would be like that is times where I say stuff like, I'm a good guy, I'm moral, <laughs> <laughs> which is very rare. And it's also sort of ironic, but I do mean it. I do try to be a good person. Right. But right. I think almost zero, really almost zero is like purely about showing off my virtuousness. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe not being virtuous is the only reason you say it, but if it's like a major part of the reason or, uh, I don't know, like I want to, I want to get into what the virtue signaling critique is about, like the best version of it and give it some credit. And like the thing that I keep focusing in on is I think that it's about hypocrisy that you're saying you believe this thing and maybe you do believe it, maybe you don't, but you probably haven't thought it through that much. Um, so like maybe you're saying it because you believe it, but the, the primary reason you're saying it is to get the, the social brownie points to get belly rubs, to get ally cookies, whatever the thing is. And like, I don't know, people do that. Like, I think I, I think I definitely do yeah, that. Well, I mean, in one sense, our perceptions of what other people think, they're one of the filters that we run our ideas through. We're a social species. Our ideas exist in the social realm and they relate to each other. But I don't, I don't see any issue with that, like running your ideas through the mental filter of what you imagine other people think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, it's, it's one of the ways that we <laughs> make ourselves be more reasonable. Yeah, because well, yeah, reason is a, it's a group process. Re- yeah. Reason isn't something you do strictly by yourself with using technical logic. If, th- if this, then this. Oh, it's like a mathematical formula, like yeah. we're calculators running through reason. Reason is a group process based on conversations and empathy for other people's positions and stuff. But like the criticism of virtue signaling, which I think it's good to not entirely write off, the heart of it and like the little sliver of truth that gives this narrative so much staying power and its ability to like attack people for being like disingenuous or something. The heart of it is the idea that one's primary motivation is not the stated motivation. Politics is a means of achieving social status rather than as a means of achieving desirable ends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a selfishness accusation. You're, you're in this for your own interests rather than the interests of, you know, the truth or like positive political ends or wh- whatever it may you're, be. You're not a real male feminist. You're just trying to get those belly rubs. <laughs> so it does just seem like a new way of saying hypocrisy with like a little bit of an extra tinge of saying that the reason you're being a hypocrite is in order to increase your social standing. I think one of the reasons that it's become really popular 
has to do with the sort of public nature of internet discussions. So much of our political conversation now happens in front of an audience. And so when you're talking to someone in a Facebook group or in a comment section, or even on the street, if maybe they've like whipped out a camera and it's going to show up online, even if it's in like private messaging or something, you never know when someone's going to take a screenshot and put it on. Like there's always the chance that what you're saying is going to come up under the scrutiny of the panopticon of the world right now. And so I think there's an increased tendency of people to apply that sort of, oh, what are other people going to think scrutiny to what they're saying? And others criticize that saying, well, you're not honestly participating in the conversation if you're pandering to your audience rather than trying to reasonably and rationally engage with the arguments I'm putting forward. It's interesting because when you said the word pander, I felt like, because I was trying to imagine putting myself in that position where I'm having an argument with someone in front of an audience, a real or imagined audience, and they're concerned that I'm speaking to the audience instead of them. Like, I think that's a legitimate concern or grievance about like online disagreements as a whole. And sometimes that public space, that public conversation prevents you from being able to adequately pander to the person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. I find this most frustrating with like friends of mine who are outside the social justice bubble where I'm more inside the social justice bubble and they're saying stuff and I understand where they're coming from. But I also, there's this tension of knowing that it's hard to adequately pander to their position that is to show that I understand it or to make sure that they feel heard mm. while at the same time preserving the real or imagined expectation of like the social justice kind of party line of like what lines are you not allowed to cross in conversation before you're you're problematic and you're worthy of critique or you're coddling this person or doing the wrong thing or whatever yeah and i think that if you were to ask someone who like uses the term virtue signaling or thinks that it's a big problem in society or whatever and like explained what you just explained to them like that's what they're talking about they're talking about that internalization of this uh, I, I like how you put it like real or imagined perception of this party line or this watcher that you feel compelled to like obey i guess so like that that type of tension i think is really real and and worthy of prodding at or having concerns and i want to be able to address that in in itself like what the social implications of that are like this mutually agreed upon social political panopticon where we all watch each other it's it's got a weird kind of creepy feel to it when you put it that way but then at the same time like the way that virtue signaling is used most of the time i think is as a term to criticize anyone that you disagree with for any reason especially if they're on the left or to the left of you. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, and definitely. it's like, it's used in all these ways that I've got serious critiques of, but then, so like, there's gotta be a better way to describe the elements of truth that it sometimes can touch on, which is like people disingenuously putting forward a political position to raise their social status or people speaking too much to the audience as the public rather than the real audience, which is a person that they're having a conversation with, that they should be having a connection with, that like a, a meaningful conversation relies on that connection and that connection is severed by the feeling that you're being watched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to the extent that you're 
saying things that you actually don't believe, then it's not just severing the connection between you and the other person. It's severing the connection between what you say and what you think, which I think is actually a really important way to feel integrity. Like, you know, there's always situations sometimes where we have to say things we don't think for pragmatic reasons or need to keep your job or whatever, whatever the thing is. But a widespread set of social norms that encourages that kind of a disconnect. I, th- I think that's a real problem because it's just being honest, like being honest and having integrity is really important. But the other thing you said about how virtue signaling gets deployed in discussions nowadays being the phrase ends up getting used for you said a thing that I don't like that's further to the left of me. Rather than deal with what you say, I'm going to imply that the only reason you said it is because you're seeking social brownie points. When the reality is that you can make that claim about anything anyone says ever that you're saying it to increase your social status. Like if we assume that all communication includes some amount of social signaling, that we say things for more than one reason, that we aren't pure truth seekers, then our like our social goals are usually to endear ourselves to our community. And people on the right do that no less than people on the left say things that they think their group around them will appreciate to increase their social standing. We all do that all the time. So in a way, they're right that every leftist position is virtue signaling, but so is every position because there's only two options. Either you're trying to make yourself look good or you're like a mega troll trying to rouse people up, try, trying to make yourself yeah, well, look bad. Or, like, I mean, or you're just sincerely expressing yourself to the best of your abilities and your audience can apply whatever fucking mind reading to you that they want to and imagine that they understand what's going on in your head. But if you're saying something that you believe and then it happens to also be something that is perceived as virtuous in some way or some, somehow positive, and then people are going to be like, oh, you're trying to look. I, I see the score. You're trying to look a certain way and it's like it doesn't matter how sincere you're being how do you possibly communicate the difference between saying i believe that all human beings should have equal economic social and political rights and then one person says it because they're hoping to get some belly rubs out of it they're hoping Mm -hmm. that someone's going to notice what a special boy they are and give them their belly rubs or someone who just literally thinks that like there's no clear demarcation and it becomes very very easy for that to be used as a bludgeon by cynics and nihilists and sophists who want to say basically that anything good is impossible and that anyone who's ever trying to do good in the world is doing that for purely selfish reasons underneath it all like it just feeds into this very nihilistic cynical perspective of the world. And I think that's part of the reason that it has appeal and the reason it has social legs is the combination between it feeding into a very kind of tempting view of reality, like this sort of learned hopelessness, but also mixed with it being able to be applied to literally anything ever. Like just, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Abe Lincoln wants to free the slaves. Mm, what a virtue signaler. <laughs> yeah. Even calling out people for virtue signaling, you can easily describe that as a virtue signal. Like you're saying, oh, these other people just make statements in order to appease the masses. Not me, though. I'm I'm, I'm above that. I'm I don't so do that. I'm so above <laughs> trying to appease people. Look uh, at me. Look at how above that I am. Don't you think that's great about me? Eh? Everyone just starts <laughs> slow applause. Yeah. Like, he's the one. <laughs> that's virtue. <laughs> We've waited for the chosen one who won't succumb to the <laughs> the opinion of the masses. 
I think it's also worth pointing out that vice signaling is a thing. When people talk sort of negatively about themselves in kind of a confessional way or a self-deprecating way, you could call that vice signaling. Mm-hmm. I never make my bed. It's just, uh, I don't know, I'm embarrassed. But, you know, people say stuff like that all the time, vice signaling. Or like, oh, I wish I could quit smoking. <laughs> Stop signaling your vice, asshole. But even that, you could say like, oh, you're just talking about your, your drug addiction, for example, in order to show how above being concerned about what other people think of you are like vice signaling could be a sort of crypto virtue signal. Yeah. Or especially if you're saying like, Oh, I wish I could quit drinking. You're like, Oh, you think you're so virtuous. You understand that quitting drinking is quote good. (laughs) Fuck you. You fucking narcissist. Or like you're so, you're so (laughs) virtuous. You're so modest that you admit that you've been incapable of overcoming this vice of yours. Like that's how honest of you, how, how wonderful of you to just be so honest. Sorry, Am I not kissing your feet fast enough because you admit (laughs) that you have problems with substance abuse? Get bent. Yeah. So it's like, I think besides being a complete and total asshole that would literally piss off everyone, like the trolliest of absolute trolls pretty much everything else could be accused of being a virtue signal like a, like a stream of expletives and racial slurs or something could maybe not be yeah but even that like people could say oh it's you're being funny you're being irreverent and that's a virtue just yeah the virtue of no holds barred doing whatever i want yeah, uh, yeah. burning bridges that's not a typical virtue, but it is if it's someone's using it for social status in some way, right. it could be perceived as virtue signaling. Something I like to do also is after anyone ever expresses any position whatsoever, I like to go, what do you want? Do you, do you want me to worship you? <laughs> it's just, I find that's a really good faith way to continue the conversation and make sure <laughs> like whatever they say, if they're like, oh, I think we should uh, save the whales. I'd be like, oh, you want to save the whales? What do you want me to worship you? Because you want to save the whales? Wow. That's really great of you to care about the whales so much. Wow. I guess I'm just a loser because I don't care about the whales as much as you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think I'm below you? You think that like you're the king and I'm your servant? I've got news for you. That's not how this works. We now return to the Virtue Boys, in pursuit in the Virtue Mobile of justice and virtue. Virtue, Virtue Boys. That's a catchy little tune. I want to be a Virtue Boy. I like that. Virtue, Virtue Boy. It's a good song, it's especially for when you're driving. I want to be. Yeah, we still got all this time driving, so I just like to sing A Virtue Boy. Cool. Well, I might hop virtue, in and sing also. Virtue but boys. I want to listen for oh, a yeah, while only first. Only if you want to. There's no, no pressure. <laughs> I didn't feel any pressure at all, but I did feel invited to. So I just wanted to let you know where I was at glad we're on the same page oh my god does that does that lady need help across the street oh my gosh look at all those groceries she's too feeble to carry that let me slam on the brakes uh let's go help her hey lady excuse me ma'am are you all right need help with those groceries here let me let me grab those groceries none of these mooks around here helping you out with these groceries what the hell's wrong with all these mooks they see an old lady she needs help with her groceries we have to stop the freaking virtue mobile yeah we're singing the song Getting on the same page. Got a mooks. Hey, mook. Hey, mook. Why aren't you helping this old lady across the street with her groceries? Hey, excuse me. Can you look at him, mook, when he's talking to you? What the hell's wrong with this guy? You freaking mook. mook. Hey, mook. Come here. Come here and explain yourself. No, don't you turn away from me. Where do you think you're going, you freaking mook? Um, just drop these groceries on back on sorry, the street. Just sorry, sorry, lady. We'll we're going to put these groceries on the street for now. We've got to catch this mook. 
<laughs> Out of my way, you mooks. We're getting after that other mook. <laughs> Is there anything you need to catch up on while we're running here? You get on the same page? Well, well, well I'm a superhero, and you're a superhero as well. Mild-mannered. <laughs> yeah, and we're here to get this freaking mook. <laughs> Put your hands where I can see you, you friggin' mook. You no good, dirty mook. Yeah, I'm gonna hold them down. You sock them. Learn to be more virtuous. This goddamn unvirtuous mook is making a fool of us all, making a fool of our whole damn city. We gotta teach him a lesson. Where's your goddamn prudence? And so the most virtuous of virtue boys took a virtuous detour to beat down a no good, dirty mook who didn't do nothing for an old lady even when she needed the help. Damn stinking mook. The other implication or another layer of critique is like the signaling is the problem and not the virtue. So it's like, yes, of course, save the whales. Yes, of course, save the trees. Yes, of course, save the poor, help the poor, make the world a better place. But why do you got to show it off? Why do you got to show everyone that you care about issues? Why don't you just quietly and just in private somehow advocate for a better world? Just quietly and in <laughs> private, somehow try like, to... Like donate money to a whale-saving organization, or, or just, donate time uh, to a whale-saving organization. Or just a certain whale. Or <laughs> Yeah. This yeah. is for you, Flippy. $2,500 to Flippy. Well, this Signed is like... anonymous. This is, this is like something that's in the Bible. Like, Jesus goes around saying, oh, you know, these Pharisees are... You know, they just like praying in public, showing off how godly they are, but they aren't really godly. I, th I think the virtue signaling critique is a lot more potent when there's a real deep hypocrisy that's being criticized. Like, oh, you're calling me racist or saying that I said this racist thing, but like you actually supported slavery. I don't know. It's a <laughs> example it's not modern well, five at months all. ago i remember you were supporting <laughs> slavery and then all of a sudden i'm the racist or like you say you care about uh saving the whales or litter in the ocean or something but i saw you throw that six-pack ring into the <laughs> on the beach yesterday and like fish get caught in those things yeah like, or like well-known predatory creeps posting their me too solidarity statuses you know like right right thank right. you to all the women who are so brave and standing up hashtag me too and people are like yeah didn't don't we all know that that guy molested people like more than once and right. we're like yeah we do know that fuck that guy yeah that's a criticism worthy virtue signal like if the hypocrisy gets that deep then i say go ahead call them a virtue signaler yeah but, I would, but, no, <laughs> or, or no, maybe but, just call them a hypocrite yeah I don't yeah know. <laughs> that's what I, that's because if you break down virtue signaling it's one thing that's really good which is virtue mm -hmm. and one thing that is purely neutral which is signaling like you can't argue that signaling in general is good or bad. I'm not even going to get into that. Right. Virtue is clearly good. It is by definition good. It is an attempt to define goodness. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so why do we take these two, this combination of words, something very good and something neutral, we put them together and say, oh, this is going to refer to something bad now. That's just a recipe for moral confusion. Like that's a recipe for a more disastrous world. Yeah. Again, it's the implication that you're just signaling and not actually being virtuous like your virtue signaling in place of being virtuous 
But just those two words, virtue signaling, doesn't imply that enough, which is evidenced by the fact that so many people use the term virtue signaling not to talk about that kind of deep hypocrisy, but instead to just talk about anyone who says anything that sounds like it's a good thing. <laughs> like anyone who tries to say something they think is morally important or good or put forward an argument that they think will change the world for the better, anything like that, virtue signaling. Yeah, and we and we should absolutely look to critique, expose these fucking leftist activists, feminist free riders who want to hitch onto bandwagons and pretend that they're part of something without doing the work, without being part of the hard work of actually doing something. Someone who wants to post the hashtag Me Too status but doesn't want to do the work of treating women like people absolutely criticize that guy. We need to have ways to criticize that. We need to have ways to make sure that someone like that is addressed and confronted with that inconsistency and then given a path in which to improve their behavior. That is essential. But the term virtue signaling is definitely not the best way to do that because it's too unevenly applied and it can apply to both people who are sincere practitioners of virtuous ideology or attempts to make the world a better place and the free riders who are taking advantage of that first group. And we don't want the friendly fire of attacking imposters to affect people who are authentic. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's watching from afar or someone who is a, a spectator to this, you're not necessarily going to have the whole picture where you're able to tell who is a duplicitous signaler who is trying to get stolen valor for stuff that they're not actually responsible for, that they're not actually part of, and that, that actually maybe they're even in contrast to, that they run contrary to, but mm -hmm. they still want to get that social capital out of it. How do you address those people without causing friendly fire to people who are undeserving? I think that's kind of the question of pulling out what is true about the virtue signaling critique, but then leaving behind everything about it that is total laughable, dumbass bullshit that is mm -hmm. just so 2016, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the intention behind calling someone a virtue signaler is rarely to say, the sentiment behind what you're saying is good, sir, but I think that your actions are not adequately backing up. You're not putting your money where your mouth is. You're, you're not walking the walk in addition to the talking the talk. Usually the way it's being employed is a way to avoid actually engaging with whatever thing was being talked about up until now. You can, with this little jujitsu trick of talking about how someone's a virtue signaler, now shift the conversation away from whatever it was towards the perceived hypocrisy or signaling game or just trying to get that dick wet or whatever of the <laughs> of the speaker and now you don't have to deal with the with the points that well, were brought up it's a classic bad faith tactic is rather than responding to the point you start mind reading and assuming their intentions and describing what a secretly malicious or shitty person they are inside there's probably no better way to derail a conversation about an issue, especially an issue that like affects people, that people have skin in the game of, than to say, oh, well, you're just saying that because dot, 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 you're bad somehow. Like, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> because, because then I, I think the natural instinct is to say like, no, 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 I actually would like there to be no more slavery. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually like, that's, that's really what I think. But that's not the discussion. The discussion is why slavery should be abolished. Yeah. And so the discussion and the discussion of whether or not you really think something is a dead end. It's like, who gives a shit whether yeah. or not you really it's, think it. It's a dead end because a, you don't know, like you, like you kept saying the phrase mind reading, you can't get into something someone else's head and 
tell whether or not they actually believe it. So it's kind of a fruitless avenue to pursue. And it's also fruitless because B, it doesn't matter towards the truth of the point, whether someone's being disingenuous or social signaling or whether they actually believe it has absolutely no bearing on whether or not slavery is actually good. Like someone could be arguing in favor of slavery, but believe the opposite. And like, (laughs) it just, it doesn't have any effect on who's right, which person actually believes what they're saying. You're just saying two plus two equals four because you want to look good at math. I'm on to you. (laughs) Do you want me to worship you? (laughs) Yeah, the implication being two plus two doesn't really equal four because the only reason you're saying it does is to look good at math. Like, (laughs) And when I worry about it, like we can peel away the layers here and like the different ways in which this is utilized and the different things it can mean. But what I worry about is that when you see it deployed in public, especially if you're new to political discussions, if you're new to the political world and your political consciousness is still developing, I'm worried that it could send the wrong message to the kids. I'm worried it could send the wrong (laughs) message to the kids and the kids will say, oh, signaling virtue is bad. So like I'm going to craft a persona that doesn't signal virtue. So therefore I'm never going to say anything like women are worthy of respect. And then whether or not you believe that internally like, well, obviously women are worthy of respect, but I would never signal that versus <laughs> I don't think women are worthy of respect. So I would never signal that. It's the same action in the end, like in either yeah. case. Yeah. I just, I think it's a, it's kind of a troubling thing, It especially like in the online arguments I've had with people who are far enough down this wormhole. It's like, what do you even believe? Like you're, it's this sort of persona based partially around avoiding this sort of political vulnerability where you look soft in some way, or you look like you care about something. And that type of political invulnerability that people are fostering, I think is, can be really dangerous. It can cause really negative effects in people's worldview if they're trying to avoid looking like they're pretending that they care about things that actually do matter. Right. I don't want to look like I pretend that I care about these things that actually do matter. So I'm going to pretend I don't care about these things that actually do matter. It's just it's like it creates this insane fucking chain reaction of like just that's not the way to have a good faith political life. That's not a way to have a good faith political conversation or, or, or get anywhere. This, ironically, the accusation of virtue signaling or removes all the substance from political debate and turns political debate into a pure signaling game of like, what level of the signaling game are you on? Um, Because I'm signaling two levels higher than you, which is that I'm above looking like I'm above signaling about it. One of the biggest virtues of the alt-right, the rallying cry that unites them, even more so than like white nationalism or anything else. The biggest things that they've all united around being really good is not caring about when people say racist, sexist, homophobic things, like having a thick skin against those kinds of things. That's the ultimate virtue. That's the the core virtue that they all <laughs> want to worship. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest tent. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the most the, important thing. The big tent of of the alt right, uh, the alt light the whole shebang. And there's a big spectrum there. We could get into all the details of all the different new internet enabled far right groups that exist. But the thing that they really all agree on is the virtue of signaling how much they don't care about certain virtues. Yeah. (laughs) 
And now we go to the Wrongtown Virtue Department, where a wizened old chief is showing a brand new rookie the ropes. You know, kid, uh, when I saw you on your first day of Virtue Squad training, I thought that was one special kid. Oh, thanks, sir. You know, yeah. it's, it's been a long, hard road, but I finally did it. Yeah, I'm a member of the Virtue Squad. Full strife. <sighs> got my badge. Yeah, well, got my gun. I've been on the force for some, oh, what's it been? 55, 60 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, time flies. Uh, I'll show you around the place. Now, over here, we got the mess hall. It's where all the boys sit together, talk about uh, the virtuous work they've been doing, uh, get their food, get their chow on. Oh, nice, nice. Try to treat them right. You know, they're hard workers. I look forward to eating food there with the others. Say, I was wondering, you know, once I get settled in, get to know the right people in Mm -hmm. this uh, virtue department, is there any corruption going on that I could... uh, partaken oh yeah oh yeah i'd say so yeah there's a bit nice oh that's uh, that's what you i love dip to hear. your finger in the trough once or twice <laughs> what kind of corruption is there like could i get money could i put my enemies in prison could oh I... yeah well half of us has got started here because we wanted to put our enemies in prison yeah there's this one guy chris matthews he always made fun of me in junior high oh yeah we'll make the case don't you worry about that you're a virtue officer now cool i was thinking we could like plant some heroin on him i know his wife will leave him if he gets back on heroin just be so hilarious look you can take a little off the top you can take a little off the bottom you can even take a little off the middle i'm gonna look away oh little off the middle let me write that down you know most places only let you skim off the top so this is uh this is wonderful that's a wrong down innovation it's so great that we get to have all this corruption but in the service of the virtue. A that virtue, we all yeah, of course, a virtue. That's why we exist. That's great. what it's all about. Can't wait to get out there and fight some virtue signalers, the number one enemies of virtue. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're telling me, kid, it's my favorite part of the job, even after all these years. <laughs> so, this war on virtue signalers, we take it so seriously that we actually have a war on all signals. Just to be safe? FM radio, Sounds AM like a great radio, uh, walkie talkie. Turn signals? I hate those. It's like, why not just make a turn? Why are you like, ooh, look at me, everyone. I'm going to make a left turn. Ooh, look at me. Worship me. Yeah, do you want us to worship you, jackass? Same thing with Wi-Fi signals. Why not just do Wi-Fi? Why do you got a signal about it? No, I ask my IT guy that all the time. Never once given me a straight answer. Do you want to go arrest your IT guy? Yeah, we can build a case after we got him, right? Yeah, let's build a case. Let's do it. First let's case. Do it. Let's, let's do go. It. Let's go get him. I know where he works and where he lives. I know I know a lot about him. I've been looking into him for we a while. We got a database as well. Don't need it. I got all the info in my little book here. Oh, jeez. I like the sound of that. Will the old virtue chief successfully induct this young, impressionable rookie into a life of corruption? Can anyone stop that from happening? Is there two people, maybe, who could show up and show this virtue squad what virtue's really all about? We'll find out later, coming up. Virtues are good. Yes. Right? Like yeah. you tautologically it, <laughs> to be virtuous is to be good. So yeah, we were just taking a look at some Roman virtues and what the Romans considered virtuous. And do we think we should be signaling these things? Should we be putting these things into practice? 
An interesting thing is the, the so like the term virtue is derived from the Latin term virtus, which in Roman mythology virtus was the deity of bravery and military strength. So yeah, it's just synonymous, bravery, military strength with virtuousness and also with manliness. It's kind of ironic. The modern virtue signaling is not signaling military strength and manliness at all. No. If anything, no. the condemnations of virtue signaling... <laughs> the people the, condemning virtue signaling are... More likely to be militaristic, more likely to value manliness as a virtue. But like when you break down what they say they mean by that, valor, excellence, courage, character, and worth very good things like being excellence good being courageous i think is pretty good having character and valor and worth as a human being are all yeah <laughs> for any gender it's it's yeah, awesome de definitely but i think yeah something contextually about the roman concept of virtue was that it was a value system targeted specifically at civic voting citizens and soldiers which was the domain of men at the time which we look down on when we look back because right, it was right. it was it's a bad way to do it it's not honoring other human beings which is actually something that ties into uh, one of their virtues dutifulness which refers to like religious piety respect for authority patriotism obligations to the gods and to other human beings so in my secular virtue system i'd really just focus on the honoring other human beings element mm -hmm. and not, i'm not so crazy about the other framings for it but as long as honoring other human beings at the center of it i'm okay with patriotism i'm okay with religion and i can get down with pious obligation to the gods when i think of a more like mythological version of the gods like gods being personifications of virtues themselves or like if you define god as whatever you imagine the highest good to be having a pious obligation to the highest good is by default a good thing like, it's something just, worth signaling about yeah Another good thing to signal, virtue-wise, truthfulness, honesty in dealing with others, living an honest life. That's a great virtue. Signaling it too hard, like you got, might get the lady doth protest too much type, I'm the most honest guy in the world. They call me Honest Joe. Yeah. I'm I, th I think the best way to signal honesty is to just be honest and have that be evident in the things that you're saying. You won't contradict yourself very much. You won't contradict things people know to be true about reality or know that you know. So don't signal truthfulness by talking about how truthful you are. Signal truthfulness by <laughs> being truthful except where in those rare instances where it's better to not be truthful. But I also think it's the interesting in truthfulness. They say it was personified by the god Veritas, who was the mother of Virtus. So this male god that embodies virtue was actually thought of as the son of truthfulness. So it was the root of all virtue. Living an honest life uh, is the root of virtue. And that was conceived of as feminine, as the mother of this male valor, courage, character, and worth. Another Roman virtue that I'd like to signal, hmm. wholesomeness, general health and cleanliness, uh, the welfare of society. Love that. Love health and cleanliness. Well, like wholesomeness has come to mean this kind of like, I don't know how to describe like the, what wholesomeness, what do you think of like wholesome memes? Just memes that are like about being nice and about like, yeah, like common shared experiences and of, like, like loving your friends and like yeah. hugging your mom and having a, having a laugh that's not at the expense of anyone else. Like yeah, just, just <laughs> having a good time with your friends and just having a good time, having a nice life and 
being surrounded by people you love and showing them love and <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's, what, that's a bit different than general health and cleanliness but uh, i can definitely see how they form a whole of like the goddess of safety and well-being welfare health and prosperity what's more wholesome than a guaranteed basic outcome everyone being taken care of everyone being every person being honored it's it's holistic is a word i would use for it and also wholesome like thinking of wholesomeness as holistic as containing all necessity there's two virtues here I want to think of in terms of one another because I think they temper each other. There's the virtue of sternness and the virtue of humor. So sternness is self-control. It's tied also to gravity, the virtue of gravity, having a sense of the importance of the matter at hand, responsibility, being earnest. So, you know, sternness, I can say, oh, that's that's not so good. But if you think, well, humor is also a virtue, then you realize you need both. And if there's a conflict, then you need balance between them. So having humor is having an ease of manner, a courtesy, an openness, and a friendliness. So I think you could see those as in conflict, but I think they're actually necessary to keep each other on track. A couple other Roman virtues I think worthy of signaling in the right context is perseverance, discipline, and tenacity having discipline, having strength of mind, being able to stick to your purpose, and also being able to keep up your stamina and take mental and physical hardship, but endure through it. Yeah, having strength of mind and the ability to stick to one's purpose at hand without wavering is what it says for tenacity. And I think that's actually really important. And I think any real positive changes throughout history happened because people had a sort of dutiful discipline tenacity perseverance they took military stamina and stuck to it in the face of hardship so those are all like important things i think for achieving anything but it's also important to remember that you can use those virtues to achieve really bad things <laughs> you can have some stick to and endurance in the face of hardship in order to you know implement a world fascist order and that's maybe not so good so it depends where your aim is at. That's why it all comes back down to honoring other human beings. Very key point of duty there. But also humanity, another Roman virtue that I'm very fond of signaling. Humanity is refinement, civilization, learning, being cultured, and having decency, treating others with decency, and not being inhumane. Yeah, I think not being inhumane is really important. Like the word, the framing of civilization, I can see that maybe causing a bit of an allergy for some people. But I think if you think of civilization as opposed to uh, a war of all against all, <laughs> as opposed to like a, a state of nature in which there's no agreed upon basis for dealing with one another, where there's no systems of accountability, there's nothing like the, the most negative specter of anarchy that you can conjure inside the conservative part of your mind <laughs> civilization as opposed to that like the temperance of all these things so that people can live together a society that honors each other honors the other humans around that's being humane that's that's real refinement in a non-elitist sense yeah and it sucks that the term civilization has been misused and abused in a way where it has become associated with a colonial mentality, a dehumanizing notion that Europeans were 
civilizing all of these indigenous populations where they did genocide on them and stuff like that. And I think being wary of that association is a reasonable instinct to have around that. But like you said, the difference between a war of all against all versus a copacetic society where people work together for the betterment of all. Yeah. As long as you're centering, honoring other human beings the dichotomy between civilization and a lack of civilization is meaningful or helpful in some way yeah I think without lo- being horrible a lot of these when you hear when you when a nightmare version of some of these virtues come to mind i think often just what you have to do is think about them in terms of the other virtues all of these things are an interweaving mesh and i think that's important one virtue that i think often can get slept on by people like us who are very utopian and creative about the future we want to create is frugality, which is like simplicity of lifestyle and using resources effectively. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue against using resources effectively. It's a very, very basic idea. And it's also like the foundation of environmental sustainability. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's hard to think of anyone who has absolutely no care for frugality whatsoever. Yeah. Frugality, I think, is like an obviously good thing. The negative version of it I see as a sort of weaponized frugality of, I guess they called it miserliness or, I don't know, like austerity politics. Yeah. Uh, Getting angry at individuals for having a smartphone when they're complaining that it's hard for them to pay their rent or to buy enough food or they're on food stamps and yet, oh, they still have internet connection at home like or even say you have like a pair of $800 boots like there there was a meme going around recently this girl holding up a sign saying I don't have money for food stamps and then like a picture of her boots like on a website that said they cost $800 Uh, she came out and said she bought them for like $100 I think so but still people are like oh you spend $100 on boots you could have bought so much food with $100 and bought $10 boots you know it's just bullshit someone wants nice boots at one point and they happen to have a bit of extra money they're not a monster for buying boots like frugality isn't this like bludgeon that you use to (laughs) hit people who don't have enough for buying like one nice thing or even five nice things like just stop (laughs) stupid but other than that yeah, it's good. It's good to have economy and simplicity and lifestyle. And you feel lighter in your life. The, whenever I throw out a whole bunch of stuff and just like clear space in my apartment or something, it feels so good. You're just like, oh, I don't have to worry about those things anymore. It's it's a freeing thing. I understand why people get into that sort of as a lifestyle. An- another virtue, prudence, is foresight, wisdom, and personal discretion. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Foresight, wisdom, discretion. It's it's something worth not just participating in, but actively socially showing that you're participating in definitely, to encourage definitely. an environment of participating in it. And even if you're not always participating in it, I think, yeah, mentioning it as a good thing or like talking about it as if it's a worthwhile thing, even if you're imperfect at it, mm-hmm. I, I, would, uh, I would say that's good too. Praising others for their wisdom, others for their foresight, even if, if you hadn't reached quite the level they were. A virtue I'm particularly fond of signaling, uh, which ties into my view of humanity, is mercy, mildness and gentleness and the ability to set aside previous disagreements and, and be compassionate to even those who have wronged you. The classic image of mercy to me is like sparing your enemy, you know, yeah. like rather than being vengeful, putting your sword down and letting your enemy leave, even though you defeated them. 
like I can definitely see why someone might be against too much mercy because it could be seen as letting people get away with things or a lack of prudence, a lack of justice, which is another virtue. Oh yeah, like having a, a misplaced sense of mercy where it's like, why do you have mercy for Louis C.K., but you don't have mercy for an Arnita, Anita Sarkeesian? Right, right, right. <laughs> but like overall, I think our current political climate is one that is marked by a strong depletion of mercy. There's, there's just not enough mercy going around right now. Uh, so I think signaling mercy right now is a very good thing. I'm give this one a go, go, go mercy. Yes. Yeah. Go signal, go mercy. Uh, so yeah, I just mentioned justice. That's a pretty self-explanatory one. Uh, the, the It's personified by the god Lestisha, which is like that blindfolded, holding a scale and a sword and like, I'm balanced, but I'll kill you if you don't listen to me and I'm blind. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like ju justice is a good thing. Can obviously be used to bad ends if you're... Scales unbalanced. Yeah, if your scales unbalanced. But you're but, too quick to that sword. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But on the whole, I think justice is better than not having justice. So I would say signal that. Respectability, the image that one presents as a respectable member of society. So should you virtue signal that you're respectable? Yeah. I mean, as long as you mean by respectability, you're applying good moral frameworks where like respectability refers to someone who is upstanding and decent to others and yeah, respects other human dignity, beings. respects other human beings, is wholesome. It's truthful. It's truthful, stern, but also humorous. Like respectability shouldn't be based on some like arbitrary ass shit that yeah. has to do with like economic status ahead yeah, of the other amount of houses your parents owned <laughs> that you inherited <laughs> that's not that's not the correct metric of respectability but mm -hmm. yeah as long as your values are good respectability is good and then the last one is they call it spiritual authority which is uh, the sense of one's social standing built up through experience industriousness and dutifulness and was considered essential for the magistrate's ability to enforce law and order. So this one has a lot of potential allergies in it there, especially when you think of law and order, the way that gets weaponized in modern discourse or like social standing. Again, if you're centering that around the wrong values, it kind of turns dark and evil. <laughs> But the sense of one's social standing or their spiritual authority in a given domain being built up through experience, industriousness, and dutifulness, I think is a really powerful idea, like that you become a good bootmaker by participating in bootmaking, by being dutiful and industrious in that endeavor, that the people who know the most about a subject are those who have experience in it. I think that's an important framework for what constitutes authority, spiritual authority, I guess, in a domain. I can get into the metaphor of, of spiritual authority as a way of describing like what's carried with you through a lot of experience. When I defer to the wisdom of others, it has to do a lot with their authority to me, their interpersonal authority. Mm. Like a good example of that would be like Jean Swanson, who we had on the show before, who just like she's been working on these issues for so long that there's a type of deference that I want yeah, to give her right, from right, right. like the yeah. road that she's been on that has led her to the conclusions that she has. I don't know. There, there, there's something to that, even though it's framed in a way that I wouldn't usually say. 
But like, I do think it's worthy of signaling the virtue that says that from experience comes a type of authority. Yeah, definitely. Um, and definitely. yeah, so I, I think that's that's a valuable addition to our virtuous landscape. So yeah, that is the virtuous landscape. That's the landscape of Roman virtues anyway. And I think I think it's actually pretty good. Like you got to throw some caveats out for a few of them to be like, well, Roman society kind of fucked this up. Maybe they didn't listen to themselves on these other virtues well enough to temper this one. But on the whole... With the balance of all the different virtues, you know, you just, you need to make sure that where there's conflicts in virtues, you're setting a hierarchy that puts humanity and decency first. So like if there's ever a conflict, you don't want to be resolving saying, oh, in this case, hierarchy is more important than truthfulness. That's that's contrary to my politics and my view of the world. That in a case where discipline is overriding truthfulness, I'm very skeptical of that. I need Yeah, that's actually really interesting because I feel like these are as a whole virtues everyone can probably agree with, but a lot of political differences are gonna come from when people when they come into conflict and what is the hierarchy? Which are the baseline virtues and which others are subservient to those virtues? Do we serve truthfulness as the, the main God or is dutifulness the main God? Is industriousness the most important thing or is it mercy and humor? <laughs> you know, like that's where people, I think, get into disagreement about what, which are the most important virtues and not necessarily which things are virtues. For the seriously wrong project, what do you think we've emphasized as our primary Roman virtues? Like, what do we want to signal out to the people on this this episode about virtue signaling? I think we gotta we gotta uh, hit them with well, some. Like, I think looking at our body of work, it's probably humor, mercy, dutifulness. Again, in the sense of honoring other human beings, really focus on that part. Wholesomeness, humanity, truthfulness. I want to say in industriousness also. Mm -hmm. Like, although we've made arguments against the sort of construct of work as it currently exists. Yeah, I don't think we've maybe gone as hard on industriousness as we could have, but I like the idea of centering it along with these other ones. I feel like not too industrious signal too much, but like we made a lot of podcast episodes. There's some, yeah, there's well, some, like some we're industriousness both very industrious here. people in our in our lives. I think that's definitely true. Like not just what we've been saying, but how we've been acting. We've, we've been industrious as fuck. <laughs> Still got to up the production, up the production. <laughs> well, we will. We just need more time. But yeah, those were the virtues. Uh, so signal away, virtue signalers. All you virtue signalers at home, these are some virtues for you to signal. And if you're a person who goes through life without signaling for any of those virtues, there's something wrong with you. You don't make any sense. You don't fit in the world. <laughs> yeah. If the greatest virtue that you're signaling for is like nihilistic edginess, that, that wasn't on the list, strangely enough. Yeah, I didn't see weird. nihilistic edginess on the list of Roman virtues. Hmm. Weird. Well, that's mm. what caused the downfall of ancient Rome, Aaron, don't you know? <laughs> they didn't have enough nihilistic edginess. <laughs> Yeah, there's only 19 here. There should have been an even 20 Roman virtues with nihilistic edginess at the bottom <laughs> to temper all the other ones. The nihilistic edginess and its whole description is just not caring. <laughs> Nothing more virtuous than not caring, not getting mad. I Gets got into it. an argument. I didn't even get mad. <laughs> Praise be to me. And uh, I guess now it's time to wrap up the uh, whole Virtue Boys sketch, eh? Yeah, with well, their superheroes. Yeah, mild-mannered reporters. There's a virtue signal in the sky. They get on the same page, hop in the Virtue Mobile, 
start to help old lady, but they got to put that down for a minute to beat up some mooks. Yeah, so what we find out next is actually the place that they were going to, the mooks that they were going to beat up, were actually at the Wrongtown Virtue Department because it's corrupt. Yeah, as we saw in the other sketch. The yeah. Wrongtown Virtue squad is corrupt. They're just arresting people. They have little books they've been keeping since junior high, kind of creepy. Virtue boys show up to, you know, teach them a lesson, teach those mooks that there's really nothing wrong with virtue signaling Mm -hmm. and that corruption is bad. So I imagine kind of a moment where one of the virtue boys is like, hey, I got a signal for you right here. And then kind of bonk, you know, punch sound effect. and And yeah, you could maybe have the Batman thing. It doesn't need to be that close, though. So they basically beat up all those freaking mooks. They beat them. They get a little carried away. Yeah, you know how it is sometimes when you're beating up mooks, you get... They got a little carried away and they killed them. The Virtue Boys, they lost their temperance. They weren't being merciful. It happens to everybody. Yeah, it was a mistake and they learned from it. That was like the big lesson from this whole mission today. Like they walked away saying, today we learned that you need to have a little more temperance. You need to be merciful. You shouldn't kill a bunch of people just because they're freaking mooks. You need to give them a chance at redemption. Yeah, and you, people can't redeem themselves if they're dead. Yeah, and because the work of the Virtue Boys is so important, they didn't want to jeopardize that in any way. So because they're mild-mannered journalists, they're actually some of the most important and dignified journalists in the city. In order to protect the institution of the Virtue Boys, which does so much good for so many people, it would just it'd be wrong to have people kind of be outraged, oh, you murdered all those people. So what they did is they used their newspapers to manufacture public opinion and Town, put forward an easily digestible narrative that just very clearly shows how all the Wrongtown Virtue Squad members were freaking mooks who deserved it and that there needed to be a reform. And that's the power of the printed word, which is kind of a superpower in its own. Yeah, so everything really just worked out in the end. You mm-hmm. know, Virtue Boys learned a lesson. The corrupt Virtue Squad was maybe too harshly dealt with, but dealt yeah, with. Let's say yeah, too, too harshly, but it's okay. It happens. Forgive and forget. People make mistakes. Gotta be merciful. Don't want to send them to jail forever for those mistakes. So you manufacture a false narrative that plays them much better than they might have been in the real world. Virtuous stuff here. Virtuous stuff. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening and thank you for being donators to us. You're amazing. That is a virtue. (laughs) Yeah. Except for those of you who are listening to this because someone who donated money to us sent it to you in private and you're sneaking a peek, which, okay. All right. We don't hate you. We'll be merciful this time. (laughs) But send send us that sweet six. (laughs) (laughs) But most of you listening already do. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Thank you so much. And we'll uh, we'll be back again soon with another. (laughs) Sorry, I spoke at the same time as you when you said sweet six. I like that. We need that sweet six. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think I came up last episode or the one before. I know it was stuck in my head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to everyone who already sends us the sweet six, God bless you. You're amazing. You're merciful. You've got humanity. And you're being, truthful. You're being, truthful with your money. Yeah. T- truthful, prudent, uh, <laughs> dutiful. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. I am wrong. You are wrong. We are wrong. I am wrong. He is wrong. Next time on Seriously Wrong, light and dark, black and white, up and down, 
right and wrong and all other apparent opposites collapse in on themselves and explode in a kaleidoscopic rainbow of life.